0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Fearless Generations
0: with Carrie Sayer and Kelly Fox.
1: Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations. It is the twelfth month in the process of the 12 Steps of Freedom. So exciting, and we are doing the introduction night tonight of Step 12, Love. So we're super excited to be talking about love this month. We have great guests coming on, as always, and of course, my beautiful co-host, Carrie Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry?
2: I'm doing amazingly well. It's been a lovely, restful day. i Labor Day has not required a lot of labor out of
1: me today. Well, that's good to hear. Um, I, I have been back and forth on the labor, but it's all good. Yeah. Getting good <laughs> stuff done. Um, so, yeah, super excited about getting to talk about love. I always forget to introduce myself. I am Kelly Fox, the other half of Fearless Generations. And we are excited to have on our guest coach tonight, uh, she's, I believe, this is her first time to the show. So let's introduce her and have her introduce herself to you. So welcome, Michelle. Aw, oh, man, I practiced it and then I psyched myself out. Michelle Fabrega.
2: Woo hoo!
0: Yeah, you did. Yay. Thank you, Kerry. Um, mm-hmm. or Kelly, excuse me. Thank you, Kelly and Terry. Uh, great to be here. Yeah, my name is Michelle Fabrega. I'm a love and relationship expert, speaker, and coach, and I help individuals and couples have thriving, juicy, wonderful relationships.
1: Yeah, I like the sound of that. Well, this topic is perfect for you. So the first question out the gate is, Michelle, what does love mean to you?
0: Hmm. Well, for me, it's almost like snow, <laughs> that, uh, like the Esmos mm-hmm. have so many words for snow, apparently. It is many, many things. So to me, it's a feeling, like an actual physical sensation, like in my body, in my heart area especially. To me, it's an action, almost like a verb where we express, like how do we show love and, and, and act in a loving way? So that's part of it, too. And I like, see it as a choice. It's that, you know, we, oh, I don't feel it today. Well, you know, we always have a choice. And so it's almost like an attitude. So it's many, many things. And I ex- I like to help people experience it more in their life, both for themselves, for others in their life, family, friends, for even, you know, broader humanity and other beings on our planet that we share. So many, way- mm-hmm. many ways that I hold it as being, import- uh, you know, love, that's love to me.
1: Yeah, I love that. So at Fearless Living, we believe everything starts on the inside. So how do you support your clients in loving themselves more?
0: Yeah, right. It's it's so important, right? That's kind of where we start with. And sometimes we, we do need a helping hand from others to learn to be more loving to ourselves. And depending on how we grew up and the kind of uh, modeling we got, the kind of care and attention or – maybe not so responsive care and attention. We don't always get the right um, training around this, but it really starts with noticing the ways in which maybe you aren't so loving. Maybe you notice self-judgment. Maybe you notice comparing yourself with others. And it's about allowing that to be okay, like, okay, wow, I notice I'm feeling down on myself or I notice I'm judging myself for not, you know, looking a certain way or I said the wrong thing. So we can notice those things and then In the next moment, we decide, okay, it's okay. I did my best and have self-compassion. So I see it as like a muscle that we want to be regularly developing for ourselves. And that same muscle helps us as we, you know, are loving and attentive and caring towards others. So we just Mm -hmm. kind of check ourselves in judgment and come back to love.
1: Yeah, I love that. Shifting our... Shifting our language is definitely something that we uh teach as well. Terry what um what are you thinking about when it comes to love? Well, this is um actually for me
2: and and I people have heard me tell this story before but I um I'm a recovering perfectionist. And so I've always been extremely hard on myself and judgmental and and comparing like you were talking about Michelle and I um, I have five children, and I was widowed when I was 49 years old, and I really, at that point in my life, I had to learn, um, this really transformed my thoughts around love and, and uh, mainly loving myself. I've always been connected to my spirit. I, I feel like I'm a God person. <laughs> and mm. so the command the commandments were you know to love god with all your heart my, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself and i think the part that gets left out so much is as yourself and how important mm. it is that we that we do love ourselves i mean with the same level of compassion and honesty and personal responsibility that we we hold um, other people um in our lives to as well so to me it's kind of a you love god you love yourself, you love others, you love the process of life. And for me, in this, this stage of my life, I, I like to say I'm, a, I'm a, a wannabe thespian and I've been in a lot of plays in my life. This is my third act. And uh, in mm-hmm. my third act, I've, I've really learned how important it is uh, in order for me to authentically love others and actually to authentically love God. Um, with all my might, mind, and strength, loving myself is is really paramount. And that means forgiving myself, having compassion for myself, um, holding myself accountable, all the components that um, help me to have confidence, to move forward, um, authentically loving others. So I I kind of have this goal at this point in my life to, uh, you talked about all the different kinds of love um is actually as a state of being uh, my mm-hmm. goal is to actually be in that state that i am love and that mm-hmm. i project that in the things i think say and do and at the same time I'm, I'm compassionate to know that uh when my perfectionism starts to creep in you know like you were saying change, you have a choice right so I, then mm. I can say, "Look, you know- co- have compassion for yourself and and uh do the best you can, do what you can when you can, the best you can, and just keep love as your your heart center and uh being able to express your thoughts in that state of state of mind state of being, heart state, you know, just really um." Uh, Right now I'm working on loving my enemies. That's something I've been working on is uh, because that's also, I think that's a part of, to me, that's really probably the epitome of um, my example in my life of Christ is to love, you know, to love your enemies. And so I think about if I get upset with someone, I stop, I pause, I take a breath and I think, they're doing the best they can with what they have at this moment, and my my desire is to love them. So it's, I'm working on that.
0: <laughs> mm, beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think love can be powerful in that way. It's, I think of, we say fear and freedom, but I think fear and love work the same, the same, too. I feel like they're opposite and that that in fear is where we're not seeing the love or we're not feeling the love, and so we're believing the lie or we're seeing the lie and um, of fear, and that when we can focus on love, first love for ourselves and then love for others, that that takes us out of the fear, and, and that takes us out of the self-doubt and the self-deprecation. Dep- I can't say that word right. Um, the self-sabotage or self-whatever that we're doing to ourselves, it takes us out of that and it puts us in a position where we can um, be more confident, we can take risks, we can um, achieve those things we want to achieve, and that's all possible with love. And so finding out how we can love ourselves more each day, even if it's just one tiny Percentage more, how we can do it each day, and how we can love ourselves more, how we can take care of ourselves more, value ourselves more, whatever it is that that we're needing more of, um, then we will we will change. Our perceptions will change, our words will change, what we do will change. Um, it all becomes possible with love.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think some of the ways that we uh, communicate with others is also part of the being in a, you know, like nonviolent communication or some people call it compassionate Mm -hmm. communication, but there's a way Mm -hmm. to be in the world, you know, from our own empowered, loved, self-loved, you know, loved up person with others and I think that's where people often which I see in my work with, with clients either individuals in relationships or um, in, a, in, in a couple the w- when we get triggered or we get upset it's like we get knocked off our center and then suddenly we're in sort of a fear you know like you said or uh, you know what are they doing or what are they saying or they're being critical and so we lose kind of we, we lose our footing And it's easy to get into, you know, anger or judgment or whatever, but it's kind of like, wait a second, you know, coming back to what just happened, how can I um, express myself and what I need here, what I'm upset about. So kind of taking self-responsibility for our emotions can help us in not, you know, spraying our (laughs) upset around and then sort of hurting others and hurting ourselves.
1: Yeah, for sure. I love that. So with working with couples and um, them working on their, do you work do You work with their communication with each other so that they can love each other more? Do you work with them loving themselves more so that they can love each other more? Like, how does that, um, how do you support them?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of both and, right? sometimes mm-hmm. some people I've actually worked with people who can be very loving in a relationship but they don't always feel the same kind of love for themselves and in a way that's mm-hmm. what how we can grow in a relationship is that sometimes we learn with another right we learn through each other we feel the love of our partner and then that helps us see soften our own hardness towards ourselves and it doesn't always go that way sometimes we can be in a relationship that's maybe not so healthy and then that we you know We end up connecting with someone who maybe is familiar to us based on the kind of family we had growing up where we're used to criticism. We're used to judgment from another. And that feels familiar, but obviously it's not a place where we can thrive, right? So it's helping Mm -hmm. people see and and, um, become more aware of their own patterns in relationships with others, aware of their own communication habits, And ways that they may, you know, judge another, which they, oh, what do you mean? I can tell you're angry. It's like, well, wait a second. You know, when you, when you say that to me that way, I'm I'm like, I'm annoyed right now. You know, so we can, we can, we can communicate in a way that kind of creates more friction or we can learn to be Mm -hmm. more in flow with each other where we, I notice I'm feeling tense in this moment. Let me pause here. I want to sense into what I'm feeling. I mean, maybe this sounds a little woo-woo to talk that way, but I'm, I'm trying to help people with that because it, when we can pause and kind of slow things down, we can be more effective and more skillful in relating to another person because things get heated. When we get close to another person, it brings up stuff, right? And that's what I help Absolutely. people with is kind of softening those edges that we all have. I mean, it's—it's it's, there's nothing to be ashamed of. We get We have moments when we – Say things. Um, we we might you know have an outburst, or we get upset, or we say words we wish he hadn't said. And then, but well, we can always we, we got to have permission to be messy, and then we can clean it up. Oh, you know what? Let me let me do that differently. Or I realize I really you know blew up earlier. Let me explain. You know, I want to I want to apologize for that. And what I wish I had said is this. So we kind of train ourselves to kind of do it better next time. And that's that's all we can do, right? Is just keep. Keep growing and allowing for our humanness to be what it is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that we can, uh, like Terry said about being a a recovering perfectionist, we can have these really high expectations of ourselves and how we're going to treat others. And when we don't live up to that, we can beat ourselves up pretty bad. And I think having compassion Mm. on ourselves, seeing our own innocence, you know, allowing ourselves to be human beings, that are going to make mistakes um, and being willing to apologize. You know, I mm-hmm. I think that you know I blow up on my teenagers every once in a while, but I'm I'm willing when I've calmed down. I really, I'm willing to go in and apologize. You know, and I think that that hopefully showing men that they can apologize for their outbursts as well. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So fingers crossed, but, um, but I think that it's, it's super important to be willing to, um, have the conversation, um, to say, you know, that's not exactly how I wanted to act. You know, this is what I was trying to say, or this is what I meant, or, um, when you said this, I felt this way. And I love that you brought up uh, compassionate communication. I read a book um, almost every morning called peaceful living and it has mm. a lot of that in there. And, um, and it's all about how you can meet your needs in a, um, in a way that is loving and compassionate towards you and the other person or people. And, um, when I first started reading it a couple of years ago, um, I didn't really even know what my needs were because I was so focused on everyone else's needs. And when I mm. started, to, started to look at what my needs were and how I could ask for others to help me meet my needs, that was like this whole new avenue of self-love that opened up to me. Um, and so, mm. I think that that can be a place to start is really asking yourself, what do I need to feel loved? What do I need to, um, you know, feel good in this moment? What, you know, what are those things that I need that support me on a daily daily basis? And if it's not something that you can do yourself, being willing to reach out and ask for the, you know, ask for help with those things.
0: Yes. Yes. Ask for some reassurance, ask for support. I mean, um, I'm sure you've both heard of the, the five love languages and that's one of the things that I invite people. There's a quiz online you can take and to know what are the ways that like, what are the, uh, the, the methods that really land with you? You know, some person might give you a gift and it might not feel like love to you, you know, but maybe it's words of appreciation or, um, you know, quality time. So it's important to have like, how you can actually receive it, not just what you think um, would be a nice thing for the other person, but to learn those things about each other and in both family, mm-hmm. you know, not just in a romantic relationship, but in a family or friends or, um, and, I, and I love what you said about knowing your own needs. I think a lot of us, maybe women in particular, often we're not even, we're so focused on other people. I mean, i I have two, uh, I have a teenager and a, 20 year old. Um, and it's like, you know, we're so used to giving to others that we forget that, Hey, you know, what do we need and how can we ask for that mm-hmm. in a way that is, you know, more likely to get a response. You know, one of the quotes from one of my mentors is like a complaint is a want in disguise. And, uh, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a certified, uh, getting real coach and Dr. Susan Campbell wrote several books, um, and I'm I'm uh, trained in her coaching method, but it talks about, it's like, you know, if some, there's something you want, like, actually ask for that. And it's so much more joyful to hear, oh, I want to spend time with you, as opposed to, like, wow, you're so late. When are you ever coming home from work or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and it's like a habit in some of us, you know, and I myself included. I mean, I was I was married before, and uh, I was doing a lot of these communication patterns and, 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 and blaming and judging and, it's like, whoa, you know, it's not a way to build a a loving relationship and happy to I mean, Mm -hmm. that's part of how I got into this work is I just so much of my own work discovery um, was how I can do it differently. And and I'm in just a beautiful partnership now Um, with Dave. We've been together over five and a half years and it's like, wow, I I have the tools now. I have the capacity, which I didn't, I didn't Mm -hmm. really know how to do it before. And it's, but we all have that ability to learn those things that um, help grow a loving partnership. If that's what we want and some of us don't want that and that's still want to have love in our lives, so that's also a beautiful way that we can learn to cultivate that through friendships and, and family and yeah. So Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah I think I a big that. a big part of a big part of that asking for help or asking for support is a willingness to be vulnerable. And I think that's what's, what is kind of scary for people to get outside of their comfort zone where they feel like they can, you know, I can do it myself, you know, that old, um, you know, asking for help is a weakness. And so I think it takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable. And I, I know with, with a lot of my clients, that's one thing that, that we'll work on getting out of our comfort zones and asking for help. And recognizing that when we have the courage to do that, what what amazing um, reciprocation occurs when we mm. ask for help. And just, uh, you know, that, that realization that it's not, you're not weak when you ask for help. You're actually very courageous when you ask for help. And uh, I think that, that's a discussion that I often have with uh with clients when talking about doing something different, looking at something differently, um, you know, not expecting a different outcome, doing the same thing over and over. So, um, <laughs> right, you know, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's that willingness to be vulnerable. And I think that is, uh, takes a great deal of courage uh, for people to step out of their comfort zone and to be vulnerable. But I also feel like it's, it's, uh, it's just an amazing awareness when you recognize that people really want to um, to support you
1: yeah absolutely we are mm. running out of time ladies so i want to michelle what is the number one thing you would want one of our listeners to walk away from tonight
0: well I think we um, touched on many things, but one of the things that I think is important is, is a quote from the Dalai Lama that says, love is the absence of judgment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I really think yeah. that it's really hard to love and be judgmental at the same time. They just kind of really don't go together. And so I like to think of it as like if we have, if our lives are like a garden, we need to be regularly pulling the weeds of the judgments that come in or things, thoughts that we have that aren't serving us. And so we're kind of tending it. And, you know, our gar- garden doesn't have to be perfect to be lush and beautiful, right? But it's about rarely catching ourselves, whether it's about self-judgment or judgment of others and just coming back to, oh, you know what? I don't I don't need to believe this thought. This is not really true in this moment. And, you know, we're not going to be perfect at it, right? But we can get better and better and um, it and to grow and to, and to flourish that way.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. Terry? Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, if we just recognize that every, every practice that we're willing to incorporate that brings love into our lives, either for ourselves, for others, for God, for the process, for humanity, the smallest increment of change in our hearts and in our souls can create within us this state of being where love is what we think of first and and so i think that that's you know it's a it's an incremental process where we're willing to love first to forgive first to see others innocence, and to move forward through our journey with love being our guiding principle i just think that's you know, that that's, uh, that's the thought I, I was having.
1: Thank you. Thank you, yeah. For me, um, when it comes to love, the most important thing that I would want our listeners to know is that they have to start with themselves. They have to find ways to love themselves. And maybe that's surrounding themselves only with people who truly love them, who see them for who they truly are. Um, regardless of how they are currently behaving and that they bring out and show them that their, their inner beauty, their inner um, goodness and, and draws that out of them so that they can see it themselves and, um, and love themselves more. So mm-hmm. we have d- We have just about five minutes left, I wanted to give you an opportunity, Michelle, to share with our listeners anything that you have coming up or something you would like them to know so that um, if they are interested, they can participate.
0: Yes, thank you. Absolutely. Um, So I have a link that I'll put in the comments if that's okay, but if anybody is curious about it, I would love to, need some support or would like to have a conversation about some challenges they're having in their relationships. I'd love to offer a complimentary conversation, um, half an hour conversation. So I'll put a link in there. People can sign up and love to let's, let's put our our hearts and minds together and see where we can go with what something that you might be having a challenge with or something, some judgments that are really hard to shake that you have about your partner or other people in your life. And, um, love to love to to support people,
1: awesome, yeah, we'll have you um, put that link in our on our facebook page and in our Facebook group okay um, so that they Great. can easily um, click and uh, connect with you. We want to thank you, Great. Michelle, so much for being on tonight. The conversation has been rich, and um, we are grateful for you coming and sharing um, what you have. Uh, to share with us and our listeners.
2: Yes, thank thank you
1: you
0: It's Lovely to be here with you both. I really appreciate the invitation, thank you.
1: Yes, and you're in our final month of season seven, so super exciting. Um, Also, everyone, remember that the newsletter for the month is coming out tomorrow, and a link to this episode will be in that newsletter. So uh, feel free to share the newsletter with anyone else who you think might benefit from listening to tonight's episode or learning other things about fearless generations. We want to remind you all that that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you would like to know more about Fearless Living and Rhonda Britton, please go to fearlessliving.org. We also want to remind you or let you know that we are on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. So go find us and follow us if you haven't yet. And we have a workshop coming up this Saturday from 10 to 1 Pacific. And we're going to be talking about intentions, how to write an intention, how to practice an intention. And like we talked about tonight, how to shift your language to support you in being successful with that intention. So it's going to be a great workshop and you can find that at our website, which is fearlessgenerations.org. And um, we always would love for you to reach out, uh, talk to us, ask us questions. We are here for you. And we love to share everything that we've got. Uh, to you and um, yeah that's what we love to do Terry any last words
2: no it's just been a pleasure Michelle thank you so much for uh, being with us tonight and sharing your expertise it was really helpful and uh, just everyone remember that loving yourself is the key to to uh, happiness and to fulfillment so love
1: yourself And be fearless. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: That's right. So, everyone, thank you for being here with us tonight. Or if you are listening to the replay, we appreciate it. And we want her to come back next week. We will be here at 9 p.m. We are early today, but uh, our normal time is 9 p.m. Pacific, and we are here for you. Until then, be fearless. (laughs) Thank you.
2: Bye-bye.